and welcome back to the Coaching Couch Podcast. I'm here with your usual suspects, owner and operator, Coach Manny. Hello, hello, hello. And consigliere GM, Cameron Hudson. Hello. One of these one of these days we should like have Manny pretend to be Jay on the intro and be like, <laughs> hey guys, Jay here. And just see if people are actually like paying attention. Just see if people get it. Actually, it'd be better if it was my voice because it'd be like, a very different, yeah. Be like a pubescent he's, boy he's and got a some, grown man. He's got some bass to his voice, so they might not they might not get it right away. They'll definitely recognize you, though. Exactly yes. for sure. All right, Hello. so so I want to jump right into it, and um, you know, this week's uh, opening conversation is going to start with awkward money combos in regards to the fitness and training realm. Mo money, mo problems. Oh man, that was well timed, bro. I like that. Just on the fly, I like that. Didn't even just freestyling over here. It's like this topic. It's funny. We weren't even like going to talk about this up until like five minutes ago. It just it, it got interesting. Man. Yeah. I was listening to you guys talk and you guys seem very passionate about it. Yeah, I think it ties into a lot of what we've talked about just with like what we did during the pandemic and just the overall like style of how people run fitness facilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because I guess that's a good starting point is how do most people run fitness facilities? What's the first word that comes to mind to describe it? Hobby. Yeah, hobby, clubhouse. Yeah. yeah. And what should be the proper terminology then? Fucking yeah. business, man. True. It's a business. It is, it's yeah. not a charity. We don't they run don't. on donations, you yeah. know, especially with a place like us. We have full-time staff, you know, so their only source of income is through Northeast. Yeah. And if we're running on donations, I mean. Yeah. Or, or even like the expectation that it's supposed <clears throat> to be, um, like a certain price because of all the other places in the area, you know, like we're the most expensive CrossFit gym in our area for us. It's for a reason. But I think uh, when you look at it from like purely like outside optics, they can't tell the difference. You can only tell the difference once you're on the inside. Mm. So that's something that's always like a hotel. Yeah. Does that, yeah. Does that get you guys a little like jaded? Yeah. When people bring up like, well, such and such place is charging this sometimes. It depends on the person. Because that would bother me. It, de- it depends if like we have an already established relationship or if they're just somebody cold calling. Because yeah. then I, I don't know them. So I'm like, and, and whatever you say isn't going to bother me. But if it's like somebody that I've known for a long time and like I've seen their success and like how much value we've provided them. Yeah. And then they come around and say like, yeah, but it's not worth it to me. I'm kind of like, well, fuck me, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it also too, it comes down to the consumer and what they value. I, I believe a lot of people don't put emphasis on their fitness and overall well-being. They'll spend money going out, um, buying alcohol or, or Ooh. having beautiful dinners, right? Ooh, that's the best. So actually, I was uh, at uh, Westchester Magazine. You know, around this time, they start sending you like free shit in the mail just so you can buy their <laughs> shitty magazine. Um, Yo, don't say that. We want to win awards. No, fuck that. I want to win their stupid awards. We're it's over it. Anyways. There I'm over a, it. There was a time when. Because I wanted to win everything. You made me shotgun beers against people to win. <laughs> we were already there. We already won. <laughs> but anyway, shotgunning um, beers. Okay. they had a little uh, anonymous poll at the bottom of it or in a, one of the pages to see uh, what what businesses people missed most yeah. during COVID. And, and the topics were like, uh, it was like restaurants, gyms, sporting events, and a few other things. Restaurants got something like 50%, right? Wow. Gyms and fitness classes got a, like 11.11%, which was also tied with like movie theaters and like, and like sporting events. It's like, wow. So I looked at that and I was like, wow, man, people don't care about gyms and fitness. Does not matter. They don't care about the overall wellness and uh, they don't. They don't care. They don't Most care. people until it's too, it's too late. It's too late. Yeah. yeah. You know, they go to the doctor and they're like, "Yo, you got to lose forty pounds because you're about to go into cardiac arrest." And then they're like, "Oh, I got to make some life changes." But well, you know what? You could have prevented that. You know what's scary about that? Someone will stay in their ways, though, knowing that death is on the table. <clears throat> they will because it's too hard to to reverse everything they've been doing for the last however many years. Yeah. And that's the scary part. Someone will literally tell you, I, I can't tell you how many people I know that have that were like, Oh yeah, well you, you have lung cancer and their their mentality is, Well fuck it, I got it already. I'm just gonna continue smoking. I'm not gonna stop. It doesn't make any sense. And and maybe it's like a double negative. I guess, man. It's like <laughs> people they put emphasis on on the wrong things. Yeah. 
Um, a lot of this stuff is preventable. It's just, you know, you have to live a certain type of lifestyle, have a discipline. And I think it takes too much energy for, for most people to maintain that discipline. They'd rather take the easy way out. Isn't that, isn't that true with like a lot of other stuff too? Like Manny and I talk about like food stamps or yachts, like because of <laughs> wall street bets and like, you know, we've gotten more into like stocks and investing and stuff over the last couple of years, but like, it's really simple. You put a little bit of money each month and just let it accumulate. You know, it's literally an investment for the future. Yeah. Your health and fitness is no different. Mm -hmm. You put a little bit of work in each day and then over a year, now you're presented with like increased stamina, better sleep. You've lost weight or whatever, you know, you're working towards, but it's fucking hard still. It's like so. nobody wants to go. Well, I shouldn't say nobody. A lot of people don't want to actually go to the gym and work out every day, especially if they haven't come from that. They're yeah. like, oh, that's a daunting task. Just like if you've never saved money, you're telling me I got about $500 a month in a savings account. But where, how am I going to go out to dinner now? You know, that's my that's my eating out budget. Well, it's the same thing with how 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 can I afford your gym? I have to have to go out and uh, you know uh, go to the restaurants, and I need my Netflix, I need my Hulu, yeah. and all the other things that don't contribute to like living longer and actually being happy. Yeah, like what do you value? That's what that's what you really have to ask yourself. Well, yeah, what do you value? You know, and I feel like gyms and fitness they're associated with being expenses rather than investments. You know, it's like the major problem is something that uh, you'll see in my personal social media and also the gym's uh, social media is that we try to really emphasize that that we offer coaching services, not just like a gym membership, and that what you're paying for is expertise and, and a solution to a problem. And, you know, uh, it's not just a weird expense that you don't see the value in. But I think the messaging I think why we're in this mess is because the messaging from the very start is never in our favor, you know? And this isn't like a CrossFit thing. No, this is just like yeah. a general fitness thing. Yeah. You know, like think about this entire pandemic. All I do is I see uh, highway signs that say, wear a mask, COVID is still a risk. Listen, I think that's all great a and threat. dandy. Oh, threat, whatever. <laughs> no, they make sure to use the right yeah. words. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah, to yeah. create fear. Yeah, mm -hmm. connotation but of threat it's like, is like. Imagine bro. if we took half of that energy that said, you know, get like get off the couch and stop eating the carbs. You know, it's like you don't think that that wouldn't have a bigger impact on the population's health. It's really, I mean, yeah. But if you look at it on the grand scheme of things, then big pharma loses out. Well, yeah, I think I think when it comes down to it, uh, so a cra crazy conspiracy theorist, but all, all of the facts and all of the evidence and all the actions point to same themes mm -hmm. so 20 years from now you think there's a paradigm shift where it does go to a point where we promote more more of a holistic approach instead of no. pumping big pharma or no. is big pharma uh, here no. to stay they're here to stay and yeah, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger because it's bigger than us yeah yeah you know it's it's looped into our government yeah, and it's deep subsidizing and all things of that yeah. nature the only thing we can do is just affect our local communities and that's it yeah, you know we're not we're not trying to change the world. We're trying to shift society just a little bit. Yeah, just affect what you can in your immediate area. I think that's the best way to create change. Um, kind of like Elon. Elon, Lord Elon. Lord, I was going to say Lord, Lord Elon. Elon, Lord of the Coin. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's what you have to do. It's everything is you. You have to affect what you can while you can. Um, if, most people will not put emphasis on their health and wellness. And I think COVID should have been that wake up call, but it apparently it wasn't. It was the best opportunity for people to wake up. But, yeah. but I don't think a lot did. of, yeah. I don't think a lot it's of people did that. Really disappointing actually. Yeah. I mean, that's what really we, we said on the podcast from the very beginning, we were like, we hope that something like that comes out of this. Yeah. And, but never really got like quite the traction that we were looking for. I think it did change some people but i think part of it too is like our industry's fault in general you know instead of making a big campaign about um people getting fit and getting their shit together they were more worried about any backlash from something that they would say that wouldn't land right mm -hmm. you know like even me saying this i bet there's people like who think that i think COVID is like not a serious thing because i just say like hey i think taking care of your 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 fitness is actually more important and more preventative and all this other stuff. But I think a lot of uh, 
people in the fitness industry really have been a little bit quiet about it. And instead, uh, you know, they're in panic mode, just trying to make ends meet again, making really crappy decisions, which further reinforce that like fitness is not a serious thing. It's something that uh, if if you know how to work out, you just start an Instagram account and now you're a fucking expert. Um, it's like you just posted about this. Oh yeah, yesterday, dude. I you got it queued up over there yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at him. I, I'll call it my uh, meeting notes. Yeah, so uh, your Instagram is our meeting notes. Mine because I always forget shit. <laughs> <laughs> is that because they legalized recreational marijuana in here? Oh, uh, dude, that's long, long before that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get uh, to that. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I think when coaches and trainers, if they're not talking about it, and they're so desperate that they'll just take anyone for any price, it completely devalues the entire pool. Because sometimes by the time someone realizes that they have a shit coaching service, they think that it's all the same, whether it's CrossFit or anything. Mm -hmm. Sets the precedent. Yeah. 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 So it's... um, I mean, you could extrapolate that into like lots of things, right? Like one bad experience and then that's how... That's your perception of the world now. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird that that we're not treated like like a pizza. You know, it's like you go to any... You know... That pizza tastes different in every pizza shop, but it's all That's pizza. a New York thing. <laughs> Gro- is, growing up in Texas, pizza was pizza. Yeah. We don't have pizzerias. It's not like that. So Domino's, Papa John's, it was like, maybe you <laughs> like one better than the other, but like. <laughs> Those are chains, man. Those ain't pizzerias, bro. He's like, we don't have pizzerias. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I it, think it's a regional thing. Maybe would, now there are more, but like growing up, especially like out in the burbs. No, it, it was literally the chains and that was it. Yeah, wow. So pizza night was like, you got delivery pizza. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's how people largely view fitness is that they don't view it as, as like a New York pizza shop. They view it as like, oh, this is Domino's. This is Papa John's. Mm. Like it's. But that kind of blows my mind too, that people just kind of, I don't know, like a one size fits all type of mentality. And it's, it's completely different. Maybe because I've frequented a few gyms and I've seen different styles of programming different communities careful you're gonna get backlash from dave castro now oh man (laughs) people know how i feel about dave so um but yeah you know i've i've been to a few different gyms and i kind of understand that every every place has its thing and some gyms are better than others but what what i would always look for is like the the community like the culture um and and what the gym was about i think some people are in it just for the dollar and then that's where the dynamic changes a bit. And then you have people who, if you charge a premium, but your service is great, then I can understand. Because I won't cheap out on that. Because I always tell people, if you cut a corner in the beginning, you're going to pay for it on the back end. And that's how you got to have. Yeah, that's how you have to look at your fitness, right, or your wellness. So when you travel, because you travel a lot, mm-hmm. and you're looking for a spot to drop in, what are like the three big things that you look for? Oh, so first I peruse their their Instagram if they have. Okay. Um, I look, what are you looking for? I, so you, you know what? I, it was the, one of the first things I look for? Diversity. Okay. That's one of the things I look for. I look for diversity. Um, and then I'll, I'll go and look to see if they have any um, comments or, or like Yelp reviews or things of that nature. So I, just because I want to see what the overall tone is. Because mm-hmm. there was one gym that I went to and um, somebody left a Yelp review. And I was like... It was a little questionable. Then I went in there and because of the spacing and where it was in conjunction to where I was at, I was like, this is the closest one and I could get a workout in and get back to what I was doing. But anyway, make a long story short, they mentioned something about the owner having a conversation. It was a very awkward conversation. Sure enough, I get there and it was that it was a similar conversation. It was very awkward. So I look for like reviews and things of that nature. What was so awkward about it? Oh, man, this dude had no mind mouth filter. And said some crazy things he probably shouldn't have said, which is which. I, like I have no problem. Cameron, don't at, don't look at me because <laughs> I don't do that in front of the clients. Yeah, like you you just gotta you gotta be able to read the room and understand the energy. Yeah, and know that you can't say certain things. Yeah. Now I'm a very open minded person because I kind of exist in the middle, so I can I can hear somebody say something and not automatically react. Mm-hmm. Um, but this dude just didn't have a mind mouth filter. And lastly, I look at the programming. I want to see if it makes sense. Um, am I going to get hurt doing this? Because I remember you saying something about a gym that you went to, and basically the guy was just saying, you know, on a penalty roll, just rip the bar off the ground. Um, so but you got to say with the Cletus accent. You got to rip that bar off the ground, man. Yes. <laughs> and that's what I look for because I, 
those are the things that I really, especially if I'm just dropping in, because um, I don't want to drop in and tear my rotator cuff or like blow out my uh, my knee or something. So I'm looking at programming, seeing if it makes sense. And then I'm kind of perusing and just looking at their coaches and, and if they have any um, videos, because usually most gyms will put like an instructional video. I'm just looking at cues and seeing how this person's coaching. Yeah. So right, with, right there what you said, I do programming. Definitely I look at because I'm a snob. And then... I'll look at their Instagram mm -hmm. and I just want to see like mostly are how people are moving. Like, can I tell from a picture like, oh my God, it's a train wreck. Like all these people just move like shit. Cause yeah. then I know that the coaching kind of sucks mm -hmm. and then I'll find the coaches and I'll snoop on their Instagram. Yeah. I'll be like, what are you about? You know, like, are you a schmuck? Are you a part-timer? Like, is this just like you show up, you know, you're a cheerleader. And then, you know, if I look at Manny's Instagram, and I don't know him, I can tell right away that he is super passionate. Now, let me ask maybe you. he doesn't know everything or maybe he's, maybe he doesn't know anything, right? Maybe, but I know that he at least gives a shit. So, so let me, so let me <clears throat> ask this, right? Um, Cause I know a lot of people will do this. They'll go and look for certifications. They'll, oh, this person has this CSCS or whatever. Or certifications are bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. So I, is that, but does that, do you think people hold that in high regard? Because I, I can, I can show you a laundry list of people who have several certifications mm. and are pure trash. Mm -hmm. I will tell you, uh, just from asking our, our members and stuff, I don't think many of them care about the resume of certs. Okay. No. Yeah. What I, do you I, think? I don't think I've ever had somebody be like, oh, you're level two, which yeah. by the way, yo, ours expires. I know in August we we gotta take another road <laughs> trip. Another road that. trip. What's up? <laughs> what do you think that the, the, the member then looks for? If it's not the certifications. So they're in person, meaning like they just show up, you know, they're doing a trial or a drop in. Mm -hmm. Um it's convenience is number one. We yeah. are we are usually the closest. So location. Okay. That that's actually, believe it or not, it's number one. You know, uh some people, you know, if you're just five minutes closer you're going to get it, you know, um, which is kind of a bummer because sometimes the place that is closer to uh, their house sucks, but they'll just go there out of convenience. And well, and especially when it comes to like travel and dropping in which what we were talking oh, about, oh, right? Like in, yeah. if you're staying at a hotel in downtown Miami, you're not going to go to somewhere in Fort Lauderdale to yeah, drop in. 1, yeah. You're going to find I'm downtown Miami and yeah. you're going to go there probably regardless of any of those things. Can I walk or Uber there? That's yeah. That's it. You know, me. yeah. Probably for drop-ins, they care more about schedule, location, and schedule. Yeah. Like how close it is. What's the schedule? Because some I, of them. I like, will say that in the past, more people, not so much now, but they used to look at programming, and I would get people being like, "Yo, I looked at like the last week, and like the workouts just looked awesome. Like they looked yeah. torturous, yeah, you know." But those were like the the people who like to get their ass kicked every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know the what do they call them? Cardio junkies? No. Uh, Metcon maniacs? No, I'm just making yeah, some, up. something like that. <laughs> Metcon maniacs. It'll come back to me. I'll just jap shout it out here. So that's just that's just from the drop-in standpoint. I'm talking about like if if you find a person who's looking to decide where they're going to join up, what do you think that they're paying attention to? In your experience, like well, what, let, let what me have you start, gotten? Let me start with what they should be looking for. Yes. Okay, fine. <laughs> we start there. That's perfect. And what I wish people's approach was more like, we talked about buying a car. People should think about it more like buying a car. Yeah. It, it looks good on internet. You know, it's got great gas mileage, all this stuff. Yeah. Test drive that bitch. What does it feel like? <laughs> you know, like, what are you going to get? Once you get behind the wheel and you feel it, then you can make a more accurate judgment. Is it worth this yeah. or is this car handle like crap and like i'm not spending seventy thousand dollars on this car you know so with us and the direction that we want to go is like we want to have that initial phone call and i'll tell people straight up i'll be like go try other places don't make this the only place that you try because i'm confident enough that you will go try other places and then you'll come back here you'll see the differences and, and stuff we're also so confident about that kind of stuff. We don't even do trials anymore. We don't do free trial like classes or sessions yeah. or whatever. So, well, so it's kind of like the brand kind of sells itself. It's kind of, it, so I'll say it like this. You don't ever see Rolls Royce commercials. Never. Bentley. Never. Lambo. You never see none of that. Mm -mm. They sell themselves. You feel it's the same way with a gym. If your yes, brand you know. is that good. To an, to an extent. I think that's something that we're like really striving for eventually is to just literally be like, 
we don't have to do any marketing, like anything. We just exist and like yeah. people know what yeah. they're going to get with us. You know what's up. Um, yeah. Okay. But yeah, so I wish that people would try other places because like Manny said earlier, people are going to go out of, out of their way for convenience. So if something is five minutes from their house, they'll never try anything else. And then their perception, if that place sucks, they're going to think that all of them suck, especially yeah. when it comes to CrossFit. Yeah. You know, we're all lumped together. But if you try that gym and you're like, you know, it was good. You know, the coach was super friendly, you know, paid a lot of attention to me. But then you go to another gym and it was like, oh my God, they ripped apart my squat. Like we did this. Like I was coaching. I was so like, there was so much attention onto me yeah. that it was like, you couldn't even compare. It wasn't, wasn't apples and oranges or it was apples and oranges. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Um, so yeah, so I, I think people should try stuff out. You know, and like you get a sense of like what you like, what you don't like. Yeah. Maybe you don't like to be coached. Maybe you literally just want to show up and just. Just get a workout. Just get a workout and sweat and high five and then bounce. Cool. I wouldn't pay $300 for that. Yeah, we're probably not the gym for that. We're definitely not <laughs> the gym for that. But if you want to be, you know. So it kind of comes down to what the member values pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And, and during our coaching <clears throat> call, that's actually what we try to discover and get out of them. So Cam's in charge of our whole sales process, which starts with just a coaching call. Um, and it's to understand like why they're coming to us. So we know now if someone's coming in and, and they don't have any real goals and they're just looking for just a place to work out, we're really upfront with them. Like, you know, like we're a place that coaches, you know, we're more expensive than everyone else in the area for this reason or for these reasons. Oh, and so we, you'll give them the heads up. Yeah. I'll be like, like that. That's, that's noble. Felicia. That's noble. Yeah, yeah. We're just we're we're not at the stage anymore, or rather, we don't want to be in a position where we're just taking everyone. Even though right we now we were there. Yeah, we were there when we had some you know uh, goals for you know Different the goals. amount of num you know the amount of people. But we're at a point now where we want it to be more intimate experience, and uh, we so want quality be, over quantity mm -hmm. in essence. Mm -hmm. uh, opposite of cameras, college experience. I knew I fucking knew he was going to say that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've used. He that. says he says it every, every time, time somebody every time. says quality over quantity, <laughs> and I'm in the room. See, it was almost like he had it queued up too. As oh I yeah, said it, and he was like, he must have said that a thousand opposite times. Opposite of cameras, college experience. <laughs> I'm sure it's on other podcasts. Oh, 100 percent. <laughs> he uh, had it queued up. He was ready. Oh, to yeah. go. he fired that thing off. <laughs> I didn't even know you in college. You don't know me. You know I knew me. you in college. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I, I mean that that makes that makes more sense to me because I always. Just wondered what the mind of you know like from the operations standpoint because yeah. I, i've always been a member you know what i mean i don't really um as far as like because you guys have two locations so that's yeah. that's a big deal yeah you know it, what I mean? it gets growth of a brand it gets tricky in there too because if you think from we talked about it being a business well what does a business have to do they've got to promote themselves they've got to get out there you know really make a name for themselves but that's when you're trying to figure out what the consumer wants and deliver a product that matches that, right? Okay. Whereas we have our product clearly defined. We're not trying to just grab you know the mass. We're trying to get a niche population, quality over quantity. You know, like you look at um, I don't know, like any commercial. You know, they want everyone to want that thing. Yeah. They don't want a small group of people. They want to sell a million shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't care. As long as you're buying the shoes, we don't want True. a million people. We don't want everyone to walk around in our shoes. We want. I feel like you run select. into less problems when you have a smaller population. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's harder to grow and it's longer, but um, it's better for longevity. You know, I, I've yeah. I've had meetings with almost my whole staff in the past uh, two weeks, and uh, one of the things that we talked about was, you know. We've been open for nine years. How do we make this another nine years? How do we make this another 20 years? You know, and it's not going to be by going on this cycle of getting the biggest net possible and just continue to churn people and really depend on really high acquisition. So instead, we're trying to keep the net smaller, keep people longer, keep them happier, and really just fine tune our niche, which is, it's a learning process, you know, because now you have to, you're selling things at more of a premium, which is which can be a little bit intimidating for some of the coaches to talk about. You know, I think coaches in general have trouble talking about money. You have yeah, to I coach mean, people up to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I don't feel like that's an org. Like it's most people 
can't have that conversation. Yeah, it's not a natural thing for anybody to just be a salesperson. I mean, that's why, yeah. you know, growing up, you have that one friend, you're like, yo, he could sell anything to anybody, like, without even trying. It's just sell natural. to a well. And then everyone else, it's like, you're you're talking to a brick wall, like, you don't even know what's going on. But um, with that, you know, that's what we were talking about earlier, is like, even Manny and I struggled with talking about money and, and taking on more of like the sales side of stuff, because talking about money sucks it's uncomfortable yeah until you figure out exactly like what you're selling you are fully confident in what you're selling then it's a little bit easier and with practice and the more that you do it and also the the expect i think in fitness in particular it's hard because the societal expectation is supposed to be like oh you're supposed to give me free advice because my friend who's an Instagram person gives me free advice or, or, or my you know brother-in-law is a trainer and he gives me free advice. So the expectation is is free or nothing. And and the reality of that is if you consider yourself a professional, like in, in any field, especially fitness, like your your expertise isn't free. You know, your, your schooling wasn't free. All of these other things that are associated with why you're a professional did not come free. And if you do it for your living, how can you continue to give your time for free? Like, is the expectation that if you're a trainer, you should be living in an apartment and driving like a broken down car and Yo, just chill, be broke man. for the you rest doing? of your life? <laughs> Camera, <laughs> Jolene is not breaking down. And yeah. my apartment is nice. It is nice. You live in East Chester. Yeah, what's up? Fancy. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I walked to Mason. It's nice. Yeah, but it, it, I mean, that, that does make sense. I, I always tell people time is money. Right. If you took time to invest in yourself, right, and now you've created um, this platform for yourself, um, then why not get return on your investment? It's it's even it goes beyond time. You know, I I look at it as pure expertise. Like if we can do something that you can't get somewhere else, then we should be compensated fairly for it. So a lot of people have trouble losing weight, for example, and they go to gym to gym, trainer to trainer with the same problem that can't be fixed or they lose it and then they gain it back. Mm. It's like, I know I can fix that because I know exactly how to fix it that other people don't know how to fix, right? I know that I have to do a behavioral and habit change approach because this person knows how to diet already. They've been through it. Other trainers don't know that stuff because they don't have the experience. They don't have the, uh, you know, we'll call certification or, or prior training underneath it. So there are very particular things that, our gym tends to do really, really well. And, you know, which is why we value ourselves at what we value ourselves at, which uh, I think a lot of other places, they either miss that piece where they don't have the expertise to feel comfortable talking about money or um, I don't know, maybe that's actually like the main thing. They, they don't have the expertise or 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 they they don't have or participate in anything that is a high value themselves which is like a defaulted thing, right? So if we're talking about selling like a $300 coaching service, if that coach has nothing in their life that they're spending uh, a high dollar amount on, it's harder for that coach to actually sell it. Oh, makes sense. Yeah, so Cameron used to uh, have a coach, right? Cost Cameron, I think like 300 a month or whatever. Mm -hmm. Much easier for Cameron to sell his coaching because he understands it because he's done he it under, Yeah, he values it. He understands it. Oh. Yeah, so. Never looked at it like that. Yeah, so I had a conversation with one of our coaches yesterday who, you know, like, was like, yeah, like, I, I don't know how to sell personal training. I don't know how. And I asked him, do you spend, you know, um, any money on, like, a high-value service, like, you know, massage, uh, physical therapy, personal training yourself, or whatever? He's like, mm. And then we talked about hair and he gets expensive haircuts and we started to talk about how he travels to Queens to get his haircut and how he'll only go there mm. because he values it. And it's like, that's the same thing. You know, you have to find a way to uh, internalize that and then get it out when you're trying to sell this thing. I notice hairs like that. People will travel far and, and go through extremes to, to deal with one, like their particular barber camp. So you don't give a shit. But, I'm like, but, keep me out of this one. Yeah, <laughs> but I got most clippers people, at home. But most people, they're just that's something that, um, like, I, like one of my friends, he he, his barbershop is appointment only, and he charges a premium, and people don't bat an eye when he says the price mm-hmm. because of the quality of work that he does, mm-hmm. and he you know he sets the precedent for himself and the other guys that work in his shop 
and everybody follows suit. So anyone that's 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 even sitting in that barbershop knows that it costs X amount of dollars for this haircut. And no, no one no one seems to be, hey man, like, you know, I'm gonna short this guy ten dollars this week because that ain't happening. He'll never come back again. Yeah. And that's just it it is what it is. If you set the tone and you know, your service is good. I don't see why someone would even have a problem with you charging a, a premium. Yeah, and that's exactly what we're doing. And to be honest, that's the only way the business is gonna survive. And CrossFit gyms in general, like I'm telling you, man, I think in this area, in the next three years, 50% are gonna be down. Oof. Because a lot of them are getting older, continue, a lot of places don't want to evolve. They're afraid, they, they get pushed back. It's like, listen, man. Um, how many, how many micro gyms or personal training studios do you know from your childhood that exist today? Just twenty years ago, yeah, fucking zero. I can't think of a single one in my hometown that is still around that yeah. I used to know. It's like that's a scary thing. That's a scary thing when this is all we do for a living, you know. And 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 you got what do we have? Nine or ten employees yeah. that depend on Northeast for an income. So, yeah, yeah I, I mean that's a heavy. It's yeah, a heavy it's, thing to put on your plate, right? Yeah, it's a <laughs> that's it's all Manny. Fucking stress you guys would not believe. Um but but yeah, it's a it's a serious thing. And um we're working really hard on on letting the public know like this is where we stand as a business and this is how this is how we view ourselves, is how we carry ourselves, and we're gonna continue to offer just a premium service. And um you know, we're less concerned with what people in the area in a similar uh, uh, career or job are doing because I, I can see the writing on the wall. If things don't change, yeah, and, and if we don't find a way to professionalize, is it's a matter of time. I mean, to little how many down. businesses do something exactly the same way that they did it 50 years ago? Everything has to, yeah, yeah. you're right. Something has to change. You have to I mean, change yeah, with yeah. the times. Yeah. You have to. In some way, shape, or form. And yeah. then I would say if you look at some of the you know, the blue chip companies, they've probably changed immensely from where they started, One, you know, yeah, like 1000% unrecognizable from 50 years ago. I just think people don't, they don't understand that that change has to come. And it's like, you know, people were saying like $30 20 years ago is not $30 today. Mm -hmm. And that's how you have to look at this. Yeah. You know, it's inflation. Things happen, right? Economy is going to change and you have to change with it. And if you're not ahead of the curve, you get left behind. So people have to understand that. Yeah. Plain and simple. Behind. Yeah. It, it's really, to me, it's like not a hard concept. Even when I have to have these conversations about like, you know, price increase and why our costs are this and that. It's, to me, it's pretty obvious why it has to be that way. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, you say you love this place. Like this place operates a certain way. Yeah. You know, it's like, where do you think this money comes from? <laughs> you know, it's like... Am I supposed to make less because you want to pay twenty dollars less? It's like, all right, so I guess my kids don't deserve to have like a college bank account or something. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Well, yeah. and like a step you know, further, like, like that's how I look at people. Love now. Deb. How do you get a Deb to stay with us? Yeah. How, how do you get any? Yeah, you have to keep lining those pockets, man. Like any professional, she's going to get to a point where, like, well, if you're not paying me more, why don't I just go do my own thing? I mean, which is what we see yeah. in Frequently. so many gyms. So many is gyms a head coach leaves and and goes and. Branches off to do either their own facility or online. That's the number something. one reason why coaches leave is because there's no career trajectory. And in order, in order to have some sort of a career trajectory, you need, you know, one, an owner that actually believes in it. But two, you need to have systems and finances in place that are going to allow them to grow. And these aren't just like these hopes and dreams like, hey, you know, one day uh, you'll be the GM. It's like, all right, how am I going to get there? I don't know. We'll figure it out. It's like, no, there has to be like let's, a Let's just revisit way. it in five years. Yeah. You know, there has to be some sort of like sequential plan and they have to have an understanding of the finances and build it out for them. So, yeah, those are the things that I work on a lot with these guys. And uh, I think I've scared them out of opening up their own gym. So I'm pretty happy about that. Well, it's also in our uh, <laughs> it's in our contracts. Oh, well, yeah, there's well, the non-compete is, is, is in your contract. Yo, he's a he's a legal machine over here. Well, I mean, I've got an NDA, non-compete. <laughs> you can't you can't get this far if you if don't. If somebody even breathes at me wrong, he's like, I will fucking sue you. <laughs> I will sue you. Make a fucking example. <laughs> Fully well, knowing you're not on your P's and Q's, you can't you can't survive this long. Yeah, I mean, you you have to be savvy in that sense in order to 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 stay open and and evolve as a business. But I wanna I'm, I wanna spin it over to uh, 
This new law that just got passed. Want new law, brother? Uh, the legalization, <laughs> of, the legalization of marijuana. Oh man, the first never heard of it. <laughs> it is. It is. Ah uh, man. Um. What's her name? <laughs> Mary Jane. Mary Jane. <laughs> Last dance. Yeah. It's um. I I mean we all knew it was coming. It was it was looming. I mean. We knew it was coming, but did we think it was going to happen in 2021? I didn't. I had no idea it was on the table oh, I, at yeah. all. I didn't even know it was a discussion. I thought it was going to be something in a few years. They were going to talk no. about it. I knew it was going to happen um, just from the law enforcement um, side. You know, the decriminalization of it was well, already in motion, yeah. right? So eventually when that precedes that, you already know what's coming. Yeah, you've, got to, you've got to put other things in place so you get money yeah it starts somewhere and then that's all they're going to do is tax it i think the problem 13 percent, yeah the problem that's going to come with that is people don't read the fine print um it's still a federal a federal regulated drug or plant i should say because marijuana is not a drug it's a plant um and i think people don't understand that aspect of the law um so i think that's where the discrepancies are going to come so what do you mean like they're going to go across state lines with it yeah, it's like because it's it never changes, done that. It, it changes from place to place. <laughs> yeah, because you may be thinking, like, hey, in New York, I can drive around with with uh, you know a pound of this thing in a trunk. Yo, and then you go to a state that doesn't. Yeah, you know, you go to like uh, you know any, anywhere in like the DMV where there's like a con. It's a Commonwealth state. Let's say like Virginia is a Commonwealth state, and you're driving around with a pound of you know that gush in your in your in your trunk and freaking. Yeah. You get stopped by a state trooper, and now, yeah, you <laughs> now think- it's like spread them. Uh, you're going to jail. You know, it's people. The only thing I want to emphasize is that read the law, understand it backwards and forwards, be well versed in it, so that you don't get caught up. Now, is it all marijuana, or or, or do the rules change based on like edibles or? or no, babes? I, I believe from what from what I read, it's just been um, it's all marijuana. But I think you're probably safe safer with the actual plant than yeah any kind of concentrated version of it because then it can be viewed as a uh, controlled substance yeah because mm. i remember uh when they had decriminalized it i mean edibles are they're another level they are from what i've heard from people <laughs> but, telling me but an edible <laughs> i had a friend who told <laughs> me about it so i've heard yeah but edibles i mean it's different because it's baked into it's a baked good yeah so it's it's different than than walking around with like an oil of you know, it's it's THC oil, and the, the potency is way higher. I, no. <laughs> well, well, no that's what? How, well, that's how it's viewed. What are you saying no to? Because it, it's, it's not more potent. <laughs> there's an extract. There's how do a, you know? It's a process. People don't. What oil do you have? All of them. <laughs> I mean, Edibles, your friend has. Your friend does, right? Ah, oh, fuck it, man. I got all that <laughs> stuff, man. I got all that stuff, man. It's all good. I'm but, a, I'm a aficionado of sorts. <laughs> but that's how it's viewed. It's viewed at, because it was a process to extract. Yeah, the the oil, the THC. So it's no longer organic. It's no longer organic. So Got that's it. why it's viewed as a. So what does this mean for like the uh, just like the overall landscape? I know that like states that have legalized <clears throat> it, there's a correlation, and this is just me making stuff up. Yep. Of them being a more active and health conscious state. Yes. Am I off base? Well, let's, let's look at Colorado, well, California. California. Well, they, they were health conscious before it was legal. Yeah. Touche. That's true. That's yeah. True. I mean, from, from I don't my, know where I was going with that. It was just yeah. the law no, no, I, aspect. I like it. I like it. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, th- there's always going to be some like weird stuff like, um, <clears throat> you know, kids carrying edibles, I hear, is a big problem in some of those places, you know, because they're. Yo, kids are bad these days. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and so there's an age yeah. attached to this too, as well. So yeah. I just don't want people. What is to, it? I believe it's 18. Yo, I thought it was 21. I believe it's a, it could be 21. Yeah. It could be 21. Either way. Yeah. Whatever. Either way. You can't. I mean, I'm old enough for both. So you can't smoke in a, in in a school zone, which is, you know, that's should be a, you would think that you didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, But a lot of the laws that, that we had talked about before the podcast, you know, like pretty much like not smoking in public places. Like, all right, well, that to me is totally fair. I mean, I I think cigarettes in general shouldn't be be smoked in uh, public places, but let's assume that it is 18. Isn't that kind of weird, like to let an eighteen-year-old do that? I don't like think legally. So. No, I mean, I guess they're doing it anyways. I don't. They're so I, young. I, I think, think in, about you at eighteen. I think in general, you were a dumbass. True. You know, I was a dumbass. I think in general, barriers of any sort 
don't really stop bad things from happening if they're going to happen. Mm. Here right? you go on your free if markets. A, yeah, dude. If if an eighteen year old set out to want to smoke, the eighteen year old is going to go smoke. Or a fifteen year old. Shit. Yeah, they're going to do it. I mean, I mean, I mean, just look at it now. Yeah, and then the argument is, is they put themselves in a weird situation to make it happen when it's twenty one and legal. I'm sorry, they could have just gone to a dispensary and done it and been in a safer environment, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're worried about uh, it happening to your kid, it's it was going to happen anyways. It's it's, I don't know. That's how I feel about it. It doesn't. I mean, there's a lot in here, man. You know, people twenty one and older can use, smoke, ingest, or otherwise consume marijuana or other related uh, products. Right. But then there's like there's some there's like possession issues here. See, this is I mean, also too, anybody who has a marijuana conviction of any sorts of any sort is uh, it gets expunged. Yeah. Depending on the severity of that. So so I think that that is probably the cooler thing about the whole thing. That's what I'm more excited about. Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, how many conversations we have we had about um, that sort of stuff? Like it's crazy what some of the sentences are for like marijuana versus something else you yep. look at people who you know in hedge funds and commit some like crazy shit and they get like a slap on the wrist, the wrist yeah. and then some guy gets popped with you know too much pot and it's like now nah, you're away for 15 years it's like what but, yeah money yeah. talks though so yeah crazy. You know, if you're lawyered up and and you know your lawyer is good at what he does and you can pay that retainer so you're saying that you pay more money for a better service by a lawyer uh, a- absolutely and then Affirmative. It, would, it would help you accomplish what you want to accomplish yep huh and so it reverts back to what we were talking about interesting no, money I'm talks a- bullshit walks i'm gonna go and try to talk that lawyer down and then i'm gonna proceed to tell him how to defend me in court yeah and then, <laughs> and then see where you end up you'll be <laughs> see you in 15 nobody <laughs> knows the trouble you'll be right behind a bar somewhere you know i mean it is behind what it is blue eyes people people don't understand that i mean but I, I just want people to understand that you just make sure you're reading <clears throat> and you understand the laws because I think it's good for the, it changes the face of, of, of law enforcement now, too, which is makes our job a little bit easier um, because now you don't have to run around and chase guys for stuff like this. Yeah. And um, how, how soon does the expungement go into effect? Uh, like I they passed it and like. Boom, done, or are they processing case yeah, I gotta by case read and that. they got to go like. I don't think they're going to do it case by case because they're they're inundated right now. With, they're in mm. backlog, bro. Yeah. Be- because of the whole um, COVID situation. So, so if you're uh, in prison right now for pot, and there's a good chance in the next year you're out. There's a possibility. Depend- depending I mean, on like be, the if severity. If you're in prison for pot, I mean, you're probably moving a good amount of it. Yeah. Maybe like something like a metric ton or something like that for you to be. Yeah. You to be in in. Prison. I don't know what a metric ton is, but I think it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> so for you to be in prison for that, I mean, you probably gonna have to go through some litigation to get out. But yeah, anybody who's gotten some bullshit, uh, you know, they had a couple of ounces on them, and and you know they 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 got a you know a marijuana a marijuana charge on them. A marijuana. Uh, I was gonna say marijuana. <laughs> yeah, that's just how we say it. I need to say I need to sound professional, but yeah, I mean that's gonna makes you think taken of Juana man. <laughs> True. I I don't know even know why that classic popped in my brain like that. But yeah, so I just, you know, I want people to understand that just read the law, understand it, understand the ins and outs of it because you can, you know, run into a problem. Because I know a lot of people who probably smoke in their car. You can't do that. So if you're driving and and you're zoning out, you can't go to jail for that. Wait, I thought it was just in school zones. No, cars, there's cars too. That's why I wanted to bring that. So all that, you know, like baking out the car and all that good stuff. Do it at home. Do it at home, man. Yeah, do it in it, hot, just, hot box your house. That's yeah. it, bro. That would be impressive. Daphne gets so angry at me. Yeah, that would be impressive. Well, so, so we're in an apartment building. Oh yeah, you and can. like I, I can smell it. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, listen, man. Uh, yeah. I don't need East Chester PD going by. And now neighbors can't. No, they can't call for that. Not no like, well, they're in the confines of their of their apartment. They uh-huh. pay for the space. He's gonna hold it out the window. <laughs> you know, it, they, I mean, my friend is gonna hold it out. You the can window. knock on the door, but you don't have to open the door. So yeah. it is what it is. Is that true? Yes. You do not have to open that door. Yo, because in college, when police showed up to my house, (laughs) and I was like, I'm not opening this door, they were very convincing that I had to open the door. You don't have to open it. And I basically pissed myself. You could just shut up and not say anything. I was on a first-name basis with New Rochelle PD. Listen, man. Fucking Officer Hudson coincidentally had my name. (laughs) He would just walk. open the door. He would walk in and be like, somebody go grab Cameron. And I'd be hiding somewhere. (laughs) 
come down. He's in his favorite hiding spot. Big ass yeah. dude. And he's just like, you don't. They, this you is don't the have second to time this week. You don't have to open the door. Well, now I know if I ever go back to college. Unless there's an exigent circumstance on the opposite end of that door. Right. You don't have to open that door. But they could just say like, we thought this was happening and they could bust in? No, because that's still a gray area. So policing has changed tremendously because of body cameras, right? Or your camera. Yeah. Like if there's no exigent circumstance on your end of that door, right? And, you know, unless the caller says, I saw or heard some it was a blood curdling scream i believe someone's getting murdered behind that door yeah then what maybe. if what if you saw what looked to be a rifle sticking out of a second floor window there's a whole process with that you're not gonna you're not gonna bum rush that door you want to know why i'm gonna tell you why because that is a that, that that is a uh a machine that has a high capacity um round count yeah so obviously there's stipulations for having rifles in this state, but if you have a rifle and you're sticking out of a window, I doubt it's going to be like a, a one shot or a five shot. So that happened. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. So well, here's a funny story. Um, came home from, was this in Texas? No, this was here. New Rochelle. Ooh, um, craziness. We had a pellet gun at our house because we had these like two raccoons. And these two raccoons would like destroy our trash. So we'd wake up and like, It'd be everywhere in the lawn. And when you're waking up hungover on like Monday morning, you're like, the last thing you want to do is pick up garbage and then go to class. Like you're already running late. So we had a pellet gun and we would shoot these raccoons trying to like get them away. <laughs> yeah, what is wrong with you, bro? I know. Dude, different time. I wasn't, this is old Cameron. This is years, <laughs> years ago. So one night my buddy or my roommate comes back and it was like raining. So he stayed inside. So he puts the pellet gun out of his bedroom window. It's like three o'clock in the morning. Neighbors call the cops Mm -mm -mm. and I was asleep. I was innocent in all of this. Make a note of that, write that down. Yeah. Okay. Um, But I woke up to New Rochelle PD, like flashlights. Oh yeah. They were like, I mean, yeah, because then, because then you're like, everybody downstairs now. Yeah. Because at at, at that point, that's, that's an exigent circumstance. So I, that I understand. Yeah. I can, I can get They that. were real pissed when they found out saw, it was a pellet gun. Yeah, someone saw what they believed to be an assault rifle. I was so. like, what do you think that he was doing anyways if it was a real gun at 3 o'clock in the morning in a neighborhood? Who, who's hey, he shooting at? Hey, you never know, man. Maybe your mortal enemy was down the street yeah. and was going to kick over your garbage can. They didn't know that you were trying to, you know, kill Randy the raccoon. So, <laughs> um, so I'm going to spin it over to I never you. killed the raccoon. Just well, popped him. I made him afraid to come to our trash can. Did you, did you ever see that raccoon again? Do you know if that raccoon lived after he was, you popped him in the ass? He was, you couldn't miss him. This thing must have weighed 45, 50 pounds. He was a fucking monster. <laughs> oh my Dude. God, bro. And I, so you know a Pelican, you, you pump it, right? Things we do in college. I must have pumped this thing like it wasn't going anymore. Like it would have taken somebody like you to be able to pump this thing again. And I hit him and he just <clears throat> Like barely moved because he just had so oh much like God. fat. Yeah, I was like, well, he was eating good. He was tearing up your garbage. Can. Yeah, <laughs> probably drunk all the time too. Oh my God! So we're gonna spin. <laughs> my it friends over. had beer all over the place. I'll spin it over to twenty twenty one CrossFit Open. Yo, what's and, up? And and who who made it to the quarterfinals? This guy, that's Coach right. Cam. Coach Cameron is in the quarterfinals. Yes, yes, he is. I am. I'm actually excited, bro. Uh, how, so how do you feel, bro? Um, Honestly, I was really surprised. I didn't look at the leaderboard once. once. Yeah, the and, whole open, which I was like, "Did you redo any workout?" I did not redo any workouts. As I glance at Manny, who <laughs> redid the last workout, you son of a bitch. You know, it was the first workout I redid in years, and that was a pure ego redo, one hundred and ten percent. But he didn't even try and play it off. He's like, "This is for my ego. Like, I have to do this." My weekend was ruined because of that. Horrific. Mine would have been too with that performance. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad. Um, yeah, so I didn't even like look. And then I think I was like validating scores and I was just like, ah, where did I end up? And I was like, oh, like, how many people did the open this year? I wasn't even thinking like yeah. what percent. I was looking at what, percent- what percentile I was purely just I wanted to know where I was. Yeah. And then I was like, 6%. I was like, I texted me and I was like, yo, I think I made the quarterfinals. Yeah, bro. So we'll find out on I knew you Monday. Were make it. 
I, I honestly I didn't. I didn't have to look at your scores. I just knew. You just knew. I just knew. Oh, you're not a badass. I, I go listen, man. This guy's fit. This I'm guy's not that fit, fit anymore. And he's thick. He's, he's thick, thick this year. He's a I thick felt boy. it on those bar muscle-ups wearing a damn weight vest out there. <laughs> oh my god. So who else? Who else made it from the gym? Uh, everything is still unofficial. I think they're going to finalize it. I think they said on Monday. Okay. I think we have a few. Uh, I know Alexa Haynes nice. made it. Oh wow. Unofficially, I think. Dope. That's badass, um, bro. Okay. Chloe. Shout out to Haynes. Who's Fitness. Chloe? Uh, you know. Is she good? Yeah, she's Chloe all right. uh, Okay. She should do okay, Chloe, I'm coming for you. Quarterfinals. <laughs> uh, Stoop made the uh, age group. Nice. Balls. I, I want to say there's at least one or two. We had Bill McGuinn. Oh, yeah, Bill. Wild Bill. Bill. Yeah, Wild, Wild, Bill Wild, man. Wild Bill made the uh, age group. Shout out to sure. Wild Bill. I'll give you that. <laughs> Wild Bill, wild. this is for you. This round of applause is for you, my man. There's uh, got to be a couple more, like one or two, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know um, former member Amy Lopez, she texted me today that oh, she, she made it. it. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. So that was pretty cool. So what are we to expect in these um, these quarterfinals? What are you guys thinking? I think it's going to be. The more complicated, the better. Please. Yeah, I think it's going to be a regular CrossFit workouts, or they're going to be regular CrossFit workouts. You know, just like the other age group qualifiers, they've been like regular great testers. I think it's going to be a lot of that stuff. You think it's heavier, more skills? I think it's heavy. I think it's gonna be heavy. I think it's got to be heavier and more be. skills because now let's. Now okay, so you had the open that was for everybody. Yeah. Quarterfinals is now to get them to the next thing, right? So now you really do have to kind of weeding people out. You can't get by on just engine junkies if you're yeah. looking for what is it? Top ten now? Uh, top 120 in the uh, North American continent. Wow, I was way off. I said 10. I don't know where I said yeah. that. So 120 Check in the continent, facts. and then after that it goes to? Four uh, semifinal sanctionals. Oh. So it'll be 30 in each. Oh, wait. Wait. Say that again? Yeah, so after the quarterfinals. Uh -huh. right? So right now you're going into the quarterfinals. You guys uh -huh. are the top 10%. After the quarterfinals, the top 120. From each continent. Or from North America. Let's just North, look at North, from North America. America because the rules are different depending on the continent. And that gets divvied up into the four sanctionals, the exactly. one twenty. Okay. Yeah. So then it ends up being uh, thirty per per. Uh, now sanctional. these. Now my question is: Is this going to be an actual physical event, or are they going to do some? Uh, it, I think they said it was physical. So, like in person, right? Yes, but already uh, a few of the sanctionals are already going virtual because of their Fucking their areas. Because I know I want to say um, Ontario, Canada, just got hit with a. Like a twenty-eight day lockdown, so I know certain places and oh, pockets yeah. I, I are think getting the locked German down. Listen, down is Eric Rosa, hear me. Buy yourself Fight Island, just like USC, Ooh. and just everybody go there. You got the money, just do it. Hey, man. It'll be epic. That would be pretty <laughs> cool. That would be so dope. Fit that would Island. be dope. Fit Island. Fit Island. Listen, Eric Rose, if you, if you listen to this podcast, man, this I just did your job for you. This is something you might <laughs> whole thing. you might want to look into because I. I mean, I really want to go to a event. Yeah. So even without the spectator, let's say that it's your first time qualifying for something like this. Yeah. You want to do that shit virtually? No. No. Nobody this does. may be your only time that you yeah. ever qualify. It's got to be a special moment. You know, it's got to be something where you're on the floor with the other teams, and the it's a little different than like a UFC fight where it's one on one. You don't really need the crowd, but if you're on a stage with ten other teams. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna start motoring. You know, you're watching it go back and forth. Like yeah, the level of competition, yeah, it, it just goes up. Yeah, they should just kind of put whatever provisions they need to put in place so that these mm. people can get there and actually compete next to other people. Here's a great idea: sign a waiver. Why not? Well, just well, sign the waiver, and, and then people, you're clear. Well, what I think the problem do is, some COVID tests, isolate. But I think the problem is. It's a matter of what the states want to do. Like it, it goes on the state's regulations. Florida, Florida baby. State state. I know, right? Let's do the go Florida, All right, Eric Texas. Rosa, idea number two. Again, doing your job for you. NBA bubble. Yo, my man. I mean, these I are mean, all this is it. great ideas. This is it. Will it be applied? Never. We don't. He's not going to listen to this. Yeah, I wonder why they would. Listen, even somebody choose. could just pump this out to Eric Rosa, bro. You never know, yeah. man. We're, we're, we're listen. We're one repost. Or, or or share away. Eric Rosa, I, I got that. a gang of this shit, all right? Hold you, on. So, hit so me up. Where should they put it? Ready? Uh, Texas? They should, Texas, should have Texas one, right? is open. Texas, Florida. Cases Florida are down. Open. Yeah. Where, where else is all freedom? Where, we need two more places for, for pure freedom. The Caribbean? In America. 
Why, why does it have to be America? North American continent. Well, I mean, could be. Well, you can qualify from North America. You don't have to ah, compete dude, in North dude, America. But the flying uh, logistics would be a nightmare. How? Because of whatever airline restrictions it, or like, even yo, affording man, it. Like you said, do it down in Florida. Yeah, fucking yeah. Bubble, that's bro. fine. Yeah, Everybody can get to Florida. But, but I'm saying if we needed four of them, right? Oh, we got two spots, right? right? Texas, so, South Florida, North Texas, North Florida, South Texas, North Texas. Four. <laughs> well, Boom. You what else, do, Eric Rosa? I, uh, I know is South Carolina is open. I'm sure more of the, yeah. the southern states are are yeah. open. I think yeah. the only sure problem you would have it. is anything in in like the northeast might be an issue. Or yeah. what if what if they did? Are they doing all the sanctions in the same date? No, no, they can do it like they used to do. They spread it out. Yeah. So yeah. Then why do you need four locations? One Listen. location, multiple weekends. Yeah, man. Tell me I'm wrong. From a logistics standpoint, it makes Tell sense. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Right? Less shit. Yeah. But how, how many but I think they but I think they they do that for geographic reasons to have them spread out. So if you look at the map, they're kind of spread like a like a square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. But isn't that more for like spectators? No, that's for the athletes because the athletes come from all around the country. Yeah, they don't, the they don't come from like one place. So True. But yeah, I think they may have to do like the NCAA tournament, bro. Just Put them in a bubble. They, they're going to have to figure this out because virtually I think it's a great injustice to the athlete who just qualified and who has never yeah. qualified for anything. Yeah. I mean. I mean, that was the thing that happened this past year with the uh, like the national champions, right? Didn't they like, they cut them out? So they had the national champions the first year. Oh, yeah. yeah and then yeah. when it was in Madison, but then the second yeah. year with like the COVID stuff, they were like, nah, like we're not doing any international stuff. Basically yeah. like. Everything was just too much of a nightmare. Yeah. So I had a, a girl that I went to high school with she was the national champion and that was her ticket. And then COVID. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that sucks. You literally did everything that you were supposed to do and you got the rug pulled. Wait, out so, so how many workouts is the quarterfinals? Um, we don't know. I don't know yet. It's, Pro probably five. It starts. If I had to guess, it'd be five. They let you know Monday if you made it. Yeah. And then Thursday, Thursday they start now, the workouts. Yeah. Are they going to be requesting video? Yeah. Yeah, but but you probably only have to worry about it if you're someone who's uh, has a chance of qualifying for the next stage. Okay, if you're not it, I meaning not me. <laughs> hey, you never, <laughs> you know, never know, bro. No, I'm not. I'm, hey, listen. It, let's Chloe say Chloe needs like multiple videos though. Let's say Will. yo, because I know um, Will's not competing that, in this stage. What's that girls? They uh, do the age groups. Oh, later. Yeah. Okay, so he's got time. Yeah, which is good. Oh yeah, I mean he's coming out of hockey season, not yeah, and, season. and he's in lacrosse right now. I know. I told him, I was like, yo, you got to quit. Oh, dude. And he just smiled. I, He's like, but we're doing mullets. <laughs> I was like, all right, fine. Fair. I, I actually try to get him to like, you know, like tell his coach, like, yeah, maybe I'm going to take a few weeks off. He's like, yeah, it's my first year on varsity. I'm like, oh, fuck. What, uh, what, what is he, a sophomore? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's a sophomore. He's young. Yeah. Yeah, but, but he's, he's in playing second. varsity. Maybe he's a junior now. For real? I don't know. Yeah, something like that. He's 16. That's all I know. And he just I think he's driving. a junior then. Yeah. Yeah. And he's driving. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> he's a freak though. Yeah. He, he's an absolute freak. Yeah. I'm I'm very curious to see how this plays out. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. I'm pulling for Chloe. Yeah. I think this is her year. Yeah, she ended um, up uh now she's got a little crude five in the world, I think. <sighs> and that's with like a she first got, wait, she got five in the world in what? No, no, two hundred and five in the world. Damn. And, legit, and, and her first workout. Did not go that well, and because wall walks are stupid. Yeah, but if you compare her twenty-two, two, three, and four, on that she's probably a top fifty or sixty in the world. That's bananas. Yeah, yeah. So would she hit on the complex one ninety-seven? Oh, yeah, one ninety-seven. Ten pounds less than Manny. <laughs> <laughs> the first time, Cameron. Then he, ah. dude, I was there, man, and that shit crushed him, bro. Yeah, he did two twenty-seven yeah. first, and that thing, I swore his nuts almost hit the ground, bro. I'm pretty sure. Which, did. like, I, I'll make fun of you, but that weight for you is literally like I've seen you co like cold snatch it. Yeah, no, that has happened. It's, <laughs> it's not a weight that I would be like, no. well, that makes sense that it would crush him. Like, yeah, I was very surprised when somebody told me that that's what you hit. I was like, yeah, what? Yeah, the recovery was not quite there. Yeah, it, it was went. Great, it, was, man. It, was, uh, it went from like zero to hundred real quick. Real quick, yeah. Because the second time he did, it was super calm and fucking. You know, he, has, he had his wits about him. Because all he cared about was the weight. Yeah, yeah. I didn't did you shit finish? About the did you finish the Metcon? No, <laughs> I could have though. What did you get? I got twenty eight bar muscle ups. Why didn't you just finish it, man? You had two. No, man, because I wanted to smash some weight. 
And it wasn't even a lot. I just wanted to beat you. <laughs> well, oh how'd that work God. out for you? I'll let you know how the quarterfinals go. That's two years in a row I beat you in the open. Whatever, man. I still have like seven on you. That's true. <laughs> you know what? And I can't shit. wait because when you start having kids, my kids going to be older. Yeah, but I'm you're just training again. Yeah, but you're just getting older. Bro. And you're falling apart. I'm going to take so many steroids. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to talk to HR about drug tests specifically for steroids. Uh, don't even waste your time on me. <laughs> I'll just avoid it. <laughs> I, th I think I think we covered all topics this week. Uh, thank you guys for <laughs> tuning into the Coaching Couch podcast. We have a great guest for you guys um, next week. Uh, so tune couple back in, in oh, a couple weeks. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I'm very excited for that interview. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but um, former games athlete, uh, friend of the show. I think it's going to be a good time. Yeah. All right. So if, like I said, uh, uh, in earlier podcasts, please like, all right, subscribe, leave comments and share this podcast so that we can reach a, a greater audience. And, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. See you next week. See ya later. <laughs>